Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello and welcome to another installment of the Pelican Scoop. It is I, Lyle Swithenbank, your host, as always, uh, at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter is my handle, uh, at HoopBallPels is the show. It's a hoop-ball.com presentation, as you know. So, there's been a fair bit going on, and um, as I try to do, I, I always get a interesting guests to come on and, uh, and chat hoops, and I've no exception today. Uh, we've got a very special guest who's joined us before on the pod. It was a little while ago now, but uh, he's thankfully had a bit of spare time to jump on and have a chat with us. Uh, we'll bring him on in a little bit. Uh, before I do that, I will quickly plug the sponsors because I don't want to interrupt uh, our guest. So... Of course, this show is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Um, make sure you go over there and use mybookie for all of your betting. It's always a good um, place to, to put some money in. Apparently, you can cash out with uh, e-checks and also Bitcoin if you're that way inclined. Uh, so that's good fun. Also, manscaped.com. Um, make sure you go and do that. It's always a good spot as well to get your shaving stuff, so make sure you go and do that. Use HoopBall20, that'll get you 20% off, and also free shipping. So make sure you go and do that. Um, yeah, that's a good spot as well. And, of course, Express VPN. So if you need a VPN to uh, move your location around and access different things, well, use ExpressVPN Go to expressvpn.com slash hoopball. That would be great. And um, yeah, you'll be able to find uh, all of your needs there and it'll, it'll show that hoopball sent you. Of course, make sure you go over and check out the plans that we've got over at hoopball for all your fantasy stuff, fantasy pass, wager pass, and hoopball 360. They're all really good, honestly. The uh, the tools that you get, I wouldn't send you there if I didn't think they're any good. So make sure you go and access those and sign up. It's four ninety nine a month for the Fantasy Pass, and that is awesome value. If you just want the uh, Brewski one fifty itself, that'll cost you thirty bucks. So it actually works out a little bit cheaper uh, if you get the four ninety nine and you're locked in for six months, uh, which is right when you need your fantasy draft and all of that information. So go and do that for me. Otherwise, I'm going to bring in our special guest. Now, we spoke to him back in May, which uh, it feels 
well, it doesn't feel that long ago, but apparently it was. You know, we had the whole bubble and the shutdown, and then now the restart. Uh, there's a fair bit going on, I suppose, in the middle. Uh, the year has absolutely flown, but he's he's found a bit of time for us to have a chat. And uh, So, joining me on the podcast, well, first time since May, I can't believe it's been that long, but um, is, uh, is Andrew Lopez from ESPN. Andrew, how are you going? Uh, it's going good, man. It's... Uh... I was I was trying to think about that earlier today. When was the last time I was on? And I couldn't. I knew it was, I knew it was pandemic time. But I I don't, I don't know. The last like six seven months have all kind of run together. You could have told me we did this in August, and I'd have believed you. <laughs> That's what I was seeing. I was scrolling through, and um, actually, you were the inaugural guest on the show. So there oh. you go. We've we've come full circle now, and uh, we're what, about a, to start what a way a... to start. It was only probably uphill for me then, I guess. <laughs> well. <laughs> No, not at all. It was um, it was great to have your insights on, and, and that's why I was like, I've got to get I've got to get Andrew back on. Um, we've got another season firing up. We've just had this weird pandemic bubble. Guys are getting signed yeah. left, right, and center. Um, I mean, we were talking about last off season in the first podcast, and we're already back into one. Um, yeah. Whirlwind or what? <laughs> this was uh, this was a, it was a weird one, man. It was it was so quick. Because when you think about it, the real the regular season ended the first. I said, well, the regular season, the NBA season ended up ending in what mid October, over a year after the season started. When you when you account for preseason games and things like that, uh, and then in a span of a what five days, we had the draft, free agency, trade. Like so, everything was just kind of happening in in such a short time frame, a short time span that. It was, it was wild. David Griffin uh, kind of mentioned today that it was he he was kind of going full speed, over and over and over and like it was just one constant thing. I like I, I'd assume it would it would be uh, you know akin to like pulling all nighters in college when you're trying to, you know, to stay up for uh, for for you know an exam at seven in the morning or something like that, and you just stay up all night studying. And that's kind of what it was for them trying to trying to piece this all together. So. Um, it was definitely a, a different experience for front offices, uh, different experience for reporters, um, all trying to put together and, and make sure this happens because now, uh, you know, we're, you know, about to start training camp, uh, preseason games start on December 11th. The season starts on December 22nd. So good luck. Uh, here, here it all goes. Yeah, we're back into it. Um, yeah, I got to catch a little bit of the the media availability today, and and Griff said it was it was a sprint of a marathon, um, or a marathon of a sprint. I think he said, and uh, it was yeah. just <laughs> uh, you know, it it has been. Um, we we went on hiatus, um, didn't really know what to expect. All of a sudden, they're like, we're all going to Disneyland. Um, usually you say that after <laughs> you win a flag, but <laughs> we we were going there beforehand, and. Um, did you get to go into the bubble or were you just from the outside? No, I was not important enough to go into the bubble. Uh, I did not. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was not there. Uh, there was a possibility, obviously, if the play if they, if they made it into the playoffs, there was, there was like a layered uh, system if you uh, going in. So like there were certain people who had access um, like Malika Andrews, Mark Spears, those, those, they were in the bubble getting tested every day Uh being able to interact with players. There was an, a second layer of the bubble. Um, Dave McMenamin was kind of in both of those. He was in the, on the outside first and then got onto the inside and it was a, a waiting period. So 
there was a lot of restrictions going on 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 who was there but um but i still i i'll say this it was a a great um a great effort by the nba to put that on and make it and, and finish the season i know there were a lot of people who didn't think uh that they were going to be able to finish so the fact that they were able to get that done uh was 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 a major major accomplishment but no uh but i was not there because i i am not i am not that important yet <laughs> Oh, well, surely next bubble, they'll, <laughs> they'll be getting you in there. But um, yeah, I just can't believe that they managed to pull it off. And to the magnitude that they did, I mean, no cases at all. Um, yeah, pretty pretty impressive, really. But it shows that it works. Um, so now we're going to go and try it out in the real world and see if we can make it, uh, make it work. The Pelicans will... will <laughs> Obviously, didn't have that great of a showing in the in the bubble, um, right? I mean, fair enough. It was a it was, it was a bad showing. Now you can go ahead and say it. It was a bad <laughs> showing. It was. Uh, I, I don't think that lived up to to anybody's expectations, especially when you when you went in talking about being the possible favorite uh, to get the eight seed, uh, to, to to outright get the eight seed, not alone being that eight nine playing game. Um, so for you to to go in, beat Memphis like you wanted to do, but 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 fail in all those other games was uh was not a very good bubble experience for the Pels at all yeah and we we saw the I suppose uh demise of Lonzo's shooting again he comes so far I know when we talked in May it was like look at this guy he's he's turned the corner and then all of a sudden he's gone back and we were seeing on Instagram pictures of him in the weight room and we're going look this guy looks ready and it just really didn't happen for him unfortunately with Lonzo a lot of his shot a lot of his play is based on confidence and when he was healthy from probably about christmas on uh till about the till till the regular season was suspended from 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 that point on those three months he was a confident shooter he was shooting over 40 percent during that stretch um he lacked confidence in the bubble and you can see and, and he let one or two or three games get to him um, he did kind of have – he finished strong, I think, with that Sacramento game. But he he just – he played terrible. And I think he knows that. I think the team know, knew that. I know, I know for a fact that they were trying to kind of wait and see how they were going to – how things were going to be with him. Um, they didn't want to kind of make decisions based off the bubble play because he still was a very good player. Uh, but he's a player who I expect big things from this year because I think his shooting is still going to be a big part of this. Uh, now, Eric Bledsoe is going to handle probably more of the point guard duties in the half court, but uh, I think you're going to see Lonzo be able to uh, be a little bit more of a spot-up shooter. And the big thing that, uh, that Stan talked about was they want him to be more aggressive in the pick and roll. And this is something uh, when I tweeted it out, I had Lakers fans coming and telling me, we've been saying this for years, be more aggressive. And I think, uh, what, what Stan said was, in the pick and roll, Lonzo, because he's such a great passer, always looks to pass off of, off of the pick and roll. Uh, and what he needs to do is look to score first. And because he is such a good passer, the further he gets down, he's able to make those dishes. Um, and I think that's what they want to see more of. But I, I do think he'll be more, used more off ball uh, than, than before. But I still think you're going to see a uh, – an improved version of, of Lonzo. I think you see more of that guy who was, you know, 13, eight and seven uh, rather than the guy who is, um, you know, 
was shooting 27% or whatever it was in the bubble. Yeah, he was building houses with his jump shot, unfortunately. It was uh, not, not very good at all. But uh, we then left the bubble uh, with our, I think it was two and six record or something. And um, yeah, washed out after that. Yeah. Uh, Alvin was then relieved of his role. Um, and we brought in Mr. Van Gundy. Uh, yeah. Year out of the game, he was very vocal throughout the bubble as an um, announcer. And I thought... He was right onto it. He got his Twitter account verified. He was, <laughs> was great. Yeah, he was. He was so. That was kind of the 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 worst thing for me. I guess was was uh, we don't get to hear him over there. But then just just in talking to him today, we we saw how much he he just he, he just loves talking basketball, and that was such a great thing to hear. It's just him just being able to talk hoops. A breakdown of game, and I think that's that's going to be something that these young guys learn from uh, early on. Well, he's going to bring that defensive mindset. You'd think, um, you know, the toughness that maybe at times instead of trying to run people off the floor and and outscore them, we might actually stop them scoring at the other end, which um, I think is a I think something we need to work on <laughs> and, and hopefully address the, this. The big the big thing for Stan, I remember there, there's a clip of him. It's a, it's an end of game clip. Uh, from his time in Detroit, I think they're playing the Pacers, and he, the 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 cameras are in the huddle, and and you can hear him say, you know, form a blanking wall, and I think uh, with Stephen Adams and Zion Williamson and these guys, you have the talent to form that wall, uh, and they're they're definitely going to build on defense. Griff talked about it today uh, when they were going out and trying to get these guys for. Uh, bringing all these new acquisitions. They were looking for toughness. They were looking for grit. They were looking for defensive-minded guys who are, are just gritty type of guys who are going to give it all on that side of the floor. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll see some games where the Pels are, you know, both teams are going to be under 100 points. I, I, I don't know. I think you're still going to want to run because you're still going to want to take advantage of, I think, some of the strengths of this team. But – um, I, I think that you're going to see a, a much more defensive-minded team. Stan Van Gundy uh, has finished 11 seasons as a head coach. He, he, he left in the middle of one season. But in the 11 seasons he has finished, his team has ranked top in the top half of the league in defensive efficiency 10 out of those 11 years. Uh, they've been first, I think, three times, including all his years in Detroit, where they, they didn't have a lot of on-court success. Uh, he was under 500 overall, but three of those years, they were a top 10 defense. So um, even if nothing else goes right, I feel good about this team being a uh, a top top half of the league defensive team next year. Well, that's something, yeah, hopefully comes to fruition. I mean, the screens are going to set for JJ, let's be honest. He's, he's going to be in a paddock. Um, <laughs> run around Absolutely. Stephen Adams and Zion, you know, and big wheel magna. I, I reckon they must have heard me. I was screaming. Let's get, get an Aussie on there. I mean, I was hoping it was going to be me, but they did, you know, this they played. Hey, you know what? They, they, they still got 10 day contract. They still got, you know, they still got a couple slots left. You never know. <laughs> I have to get back in. I have to get into the gym, I think. <laughs> Been locked down too long. <laughs> but not only did they go get Will, but they went and got, they got Stephen Adams too. So they, like, like, we were saying before they they went and uh, they really got the southern hemisphere kind of covered now with the uh, with the with those two additions. So and and both of those guys bring bring huge toughness. Like I said, they, that's that was something they really wanted to do this year. 
I think it's great. I mean, when you've got young guys as well, you want to be able to protect those bodies, I guess. And you're putting Stephen Adams in there, you know, it, all of a sudden it's not Zion that has to go and set the screen every time. It's not the Derek Favors who might be wearing them a bit harder than Stephen Adams does. Um, <laughs> it, I think they voted last year who was the toughest guy in the NBA and they were saying Stephen Adams. Like, <laughs> it's a testament. I'm, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to... I mean, he, he is a huge hunk of man I, I he is just a, a large human being who uh there was i forgot somebody posted a video or, or a gif of you know what it's going to be like if somebody has to you know run against a screen of adams and zion and it was a guy running into a pole and it's like that that's kind of what it is i mean they are uh griff even mentioned it today he goes just imagine you know a double screen getting set by zion and and stephen adams you got 284 pounds of zion williamson 270 pounds almost of Steven Adams of all muscle. I, I mean, they could lead the league in concussions per screen set. Uh, that's how hard these guys are going to go. Brandon Ingram should get so many wide open shots. If it's just a three man game of, you know, BI coming off, or if you're, if you're, if you're going off the ball with JJ Reddick and JJ Reddick's coming around those double screens. I mean, you have so much to be able to build on, uh, by having those two guys, you know, at the top of your lineup, that 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 kind of toughness is going to, I think, help them when it comes to the proposed lack of shooting. Because yeah, you didn't exactly have lack of shooting last year with Derek Favors. However, the Derek Favors, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Drew Holiday, excuse me, starting lineup was the fourth most efficient lineup in the NBA in terms of net efficiency uh, of any lineup that played at least 150 minutes. And that was with a non-shooter at the center spot in Derek Favors, which is what you have in Steven Adams. So really you're swapping out Steven Adams for Derek Favors, which I think that's a plus for Steven Adams at this point. Uh, you're, you're swapping out Drew Holiday for, for Eric Bledsoe, which I think it's a, it's probably an overall negative on the versatility of which you can defend. You could have put Drew on one, two, three, or four. Um, and I think what you have now is you can put, you know, Eric Bledsoe is probably the only guy who can defend one, two, three. Uh, however, Eric can get you probably more set up in the half court. So um, I think the shooting is going to be about the same, but it's all going to kind of come down to what Steven Adams can do and uh, how he fits with Zion. Yeah, and there's been a lot of conjecture about needing a shooter and, and going and finding a you know, shooting big man, we need more spacing. Well, we were already shooting threes. That's the thing. Is we're, we've got enough of it. So I think, I think, I think they, were, they were seventh in the league last year in – uh, threes per game and sixth in percentage. And, and you're bringing back J.J. Redick, who was doing great there. You're bringing now the, the biggest thing on the percentage-wise um, is, is going to have to be if, if J.J. – I'm sorry, if Lonzo and Brandon Ingram can, can keep up their shooting, which I think they can, if, especially Brandon Ingram. If you look at his free throw percentage, uh, that's going to be a big deal. Uh, now, if Lonzo can do it, that's going to go a long way. And obviously, Eric Bledsoe has had some struggles in, in the postseason, but – um, I think for the regular season, at least, he should, he should be okay. Yes, and uh, speaking of Brandon Ingram, he put pen to paper, I think it was this morning or, or today at some point, uh, the five-year deal. We've, we've got the guy. <laughs> so happy with that. Great result. Yeah, and, and, and no, no player option on that, you know, on that deal either, uh, which I think is um, a, a, a big win for the Pelicans. Uh, so... Uh, the, the fact that they, they don't have a player option, they've locked them up for a straight five years, is a huge, huge win for New Orleans in that regard. Yeah, I suppose it, it 
avoids the situation where they can hold you over the, the barrel of a gun, whether or not they're going to opt in or not. And um, then you have to trade yep. them after year three rather than year four, if they look like they're going to run. But um, instead you get them right through to the, the end of the fifth year, which um, I think, yeah, absolute win. Uh, that's a great result. Yeah. Um, so I think Lonzo's due for an extension as well. Do you think that Lonzo and, and Josh Ball and Josh Hart, are yes. both, uh, Lonzo and Josh Ball, Lonzo and Josh Hart uh, <laughs> are both due uh, for extensions. I, I, they have not started talks, I think, with, with either one of them. I think they're kind of waiting till, till training camp. Um, yeah. I would think Josh Hart probably gets an extension uh, more than Lonzo right now. Again, kind of going back. I think I think the Pelicans also want to see. While, while I I feel optimistic about his chances, I think they also want to see what Lonzo shows back up and how he's going to play in this kind of new off the ball, on the ball type role where he's not primarily the the, the ball handler every single play. So, um, but both of those guys are are up for extensions. And, and if you don't sign them to an extension, you're in the same spot as you are. Uh, as you were with, with, with Brandon Ingram, where he's technically a restricted free agent and you can match any deal uh, that comes to him next year. That's what we want. Um, you know, and then you have that cap flexibility as well. I mean, you can lock people up and then all of a sudden he goes and has this average season and you go, well, now he's even less right. valuable than when you can get rid of him, uh, say someone else matches. What are, What's your forecast for this year? I mean, it's... It's a bit up in the air. We get 72 games starting 22nd of December. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, I, I, I hope it happens. Um, I, I'll <laughs> say this. Um, you know, just kind of looking at how, how, I mean, Major League Baseball lost games, the NFL lost games, but I do think how the, the NBA is setting up their schedule. They're only announcing a certain amount of games up until a certain point. And then they're going to announce the other part later on. It's going to give them the flexibility to, to make up games. Um, hopefully midway through the season, there's a vaccine of some sort that comes through uh, to kind of, um, excuse me, calm things down a little bit. We can kind of move on from there. However, um, in, in terms of the actual season, it's just it, the West is just so tough. Um, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Jazz, uh, the, the, the Mavericks, the, the Suns are going to be really good this year. Uh, the Warriors are going to be back to doing what they were doing. The, you know, the Grizzlies are still there. The, the, the Trailblazers are still there. Who knows what's going to happen with the Rockets? I mean, they can – I can see them being at the top if, they, if things go right or, or if they end up having to make, make trades, they, they could be out of it. You never wanted to count out the Spurs. I mean, there's just so many good teams right now um, – that I think I think you're almost in the same spot that you were in last year to where if you can fight for a playoff spot, good. But if not, it's not that big of a deal. Um, because of the play-in tournament, though, I think your goal has to be to get to the play-in tournament at least. Um, you know, uh, the, the way the play-in tournament's going to work, um, the seven, eight, nine, ten seeds all are going to play uh, for those last two spots. The seven and eight seed are going to play. Then the nine and ten are going to play. Winner of the seven eight is in, obviously, at the seven spot. Winner of the nine ten moves on to play the loser of that game, and then that team has to win again. So you have to win two to get in, and then the seven and eight teams both have two chances to to stay in. Uh, I think you have to think that you have you you feel like you should be in that tournament, whether you're the nine or the ten. You have to have a chance to play yourself into the playoffs. 
Um, and if you can do that, even if you lose, I think that's a um, that's a good start, I think, for the Bills. Yeah, completely agree. I think you have to be in the mix at least to show um, all the money, I suppose, you've put into everyone uh, to at least show some sort of progress. Um, Andrew, I'd like to thank you for coming on. I think uh, I think I'll let you get back to it. Uh, appreciate you, you yeah, taking the time been, out of your day. Busy, yeah, it's been a busy. Even as we're doing this, it's, it's it's trying to get some things done. But always, always a pleasure to talk to you, my man. I appreciate it. Um, get back into the uh, into the writing. Get us bring us that news. We appreciate it, and um, thank you very much. All right, man. We'll do. <laughs> Cheers. So thank you very much to Andrew for jumping on. It was really uh, interesting and, and enlightening. Hope everyone got a kick out of it as well as much as I did. Um, make sure, as we said, uh, you go and follow uh, underscore Andrew Lopez on Twitter. Um, fantastic guy. Uh, awesome of him to join us again. I'm at Lyle Swithenbank. This is at Hoopball Pels at the show. Make sure you tweet us if you want to get in on any of the fantasy leagues and the like that have been all over Twitter, um, make sure you, you hit us up as well, um, or Dan Bespris, um, because he's organising all those for the Hoopball Leagues, so you can do those as well. But anyway, I think I'll leave it at that. I'll speak to you all next time. Bye for now. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.